fighters today on the show we, we have, have philippe demas he's here he's a huge sports guy and that's great because we're talking friday night lights uh but that's a little later in the episode because first ian tells a bonkers story about how bad his week is <laughs> i can't wait to share it with you as much as it hurts me and three two one Welcome back to Pilot Fighters, the podcast where we take a second look at TV shows' first episodes. I'm your host, Ian Fisher, with none other than Rockland, Rockefeller, Alliteration Jr. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, I'm good, I man. I haven't seen you in weeks. I know, I was, I was uh, globetrotting. So as we said, like, you know, for the past few episodes, we were, those were happening in the past because we were, you were going away for a while. But now it's the present. Now it's the present. It will be the past again. It's always the present for the listener, though. Yeah. That's what's good about podcasts. It doesn't matter. They're like little time capsules. The only... Do you ever listen to any news podcasts? Mm Mm-hmm. I do. I listen to the CBC World Report. Okay. And I listen to the Daily by the New York Times. And you would never listen to an old version of this. Not a million years. Me, same with sports. I listen to a few sports podcasts, a couple football ones, apropos for today. And I... Even if you're a couple days out, you're like, none of these takes fucking matter anymore yeah that guy died on the field yesterday (laughs) (laughs) which sport are you watching oh yeah yeah i was uh even trying to watch a baseball game last night and i already knew this final score and even that i was like it's yeah it's so much less interesting they live in in the in the present buddha would love sports the raptors philly game seven like three times yeah an iconic game like that you can watch a million i I was watching that game once and i forgot when the shot happened right. and i like watched it in real time like oh, oh. <laughs> uh so yeah but this isn't a sports or a news podcast so you can listen to this at any time it doesn't matter we, we don't anytime we're happy to have you so you were just on what va- would you call that a vacation a yeah the first bit was a vacation okay. and the second part i guess would have been classified as a business trip and then instead it just became um what's the ante of a vacation just normal life <laughs> No worse. Oh, so so a trip that is the opposite of yeah. If you go on a vacation to relax and get some time to yourself and just stress free, yeah, this was like way more stress, way more horrible time. Couldn't wait to come back. What? Tell me about it. What was it? Well, I mean, there's there's only so much I want to tell. To be honest, well, I'm really interested. I don't really. I had like one of the worst weeks of my life. Wow. Yeah, truly. There's one other time in my life in 1993 that was probably worse. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I think it might have been this week. Okay. Uh, wow. So that is a pretty huge bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, like, I'm not. That's what I was like, do I want to talk about this? I'll just end up like bummed. Well, I'm really interested in hearing some of it. How could it be this bad? Okay. I'll I'll start. So uh, essentially, we were going to a, a uh, it's hard because I'm not going to name a lot of names. And yeah, stuff. that's fine. We're going to like a film festival in, I can say New York. Okay. <laughs> you don't you want to name Well, I New can York name secret? the state. There's still a lot of film festivals in New York. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but we were going there for a reason that we thought the show that we had written was uh, was maybe going to have some, we were pretty much told this was like a, a sister festival to a bigger festival and that there'd be some big agents there and that maybe this would be a chance to sell Timberwood. That, okay. that, yeah. We talked about it next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to really skew the timeline. Yeah. So yeah, David Rayal, our guest from next week, 
he's in that. And AJ actually co-wrote that AJ with uh, us and Blake McWilliams. three, Mrs. Brown's Boys. And you briefly were involved in the writer's room years ago. Yeah, I left in, uh, I would call it rage. But there's a scene intact that I wrote. Yeah, definitely. A big, a big plot device we never paid you for that we legally had. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so we went there for that. We had this pilot uh, and we were thinking, it'd been a few years since we shot it, that this may be kind of a Hail Mary to try and get. So it won. It won Best Comedy oh, at this festival. So we were going there. And not this is to... the worst week of your life. Yeah, it gets there. <laughs> but at this time, I thought that was great. I'm like, oh, we're going. We're not going there just to pedal it and be like, please watch our thing. We're like going there to receive an award. Okay. So we kind of thought, okay, we're going there. Maybe things will come to us. Right. And so that was the premise of why I was going to New York. So I, I, I'm from I'm from BC. So the first two weeks, I was just relaxing at my parents' cabin. Okay. And then the idea was to go to New York. And then after that, and I found out in BC... I uh, I had booked a a job in that films in Toronto. Okay. And th- this is where I definitely won't name names, but it was like the by far the coolest project I'd ever I'd ever booked. By far the coolest part I'd ever booked. It'd been the first time working with an A-list director and A-list movie star. Text me right now. Cuz I need But I don't know podcast. if you'll have heard of them. That's fine. I just want to know. Okay. <laughs> this will be really interesting listening to me text the listeners. I will well, I might cut this part. Uh, Ian is currently, he's got his phone in his hand. I have my phone in my hand. We are across the room from each other. Our guest is looking back. Like, I feel forth. like we should bring our guest in because it's going to take. He, he, you can comment as much as you want. We'll, we'll, we'll introduce you in a moment. Uh, I'm really interested to see this. Also, I'm a little insulted that you said this is an A-list director, A-list star, and I may not have heard of him. <laughs> You've definitely heard of the, the movie star. I don't know if you know the writer. Oh, wow. Okay. So the writer is a, is one of my favorite writers. I've seen all of his movies and seen all of his TV, and I really like his story and wow. I like his style. And I got out for this show twice, and essentially I auditioned for this like six weeks ago. I, I finally find out I get it. And it's like a, like it was like the coolest part I've ever played. Wow. I pretty much I was like a bad guy. And it was kind of like, um, like the scene. Is, I'm reading about the show right now. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it was like. Uh, wow. Yeah, so I was looking really forward to that. So I'm I'm, I'm sitting in my cabin in BC and I'm feeling so happy, like, hey, I get to go to New York, accept this thing, and then and you're opposite. You would be in a scene opposite him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and not just like this was such a rare part where it was like, I, I my like my favorite actors are like Gary Oldman, sure. Tom Hardy, Joaquin, Phoenix, you know, Jared Leto, Margot Robbie, kind of actors who play characters. Yeah. And this was a, a, a decision I made. I'm like, I'm gonna play a character for this scene. In, in the audition and, and stuff they had, and, and they and, and they, they, loved, and they it. loved it obviously because they hired me so it was like it was i was so wanting to play this guy wow and well long story short i mean i i don't want to skip maybe i'll skip to i'll skip a little bit ahead we can go back if we want sure me crossing the border cost me the job going to new york going to new york and i didn't know that until after the fact because of COVID Because COVID protocols, this, this, they were, they phoned me on Wednesday night and they're like, Hey, we'd like to break you for your COVID test on Saturday. And I should have in hindsight, so 2020, I should have been like, you got it. I'll be there and flown the day before. But I was like, Oh, you know what? I actually don't land till Saturday night. Could we do it a little bit later Saturday? And they're like, Oh, where are you? Oh and my gosh. then I found out like, Oh, we have a strict policy about border crossings that we need a five day uh, on either side of the border. We're going to have to call you back. Wow, isn't it wild? Because it's an American show filming here. And that, I think, was the issue. Because there's no... If you're a double-vax Canadian, which long-time listeners know I'm double-vax. Because <laughs> every single podcast... <laughs> there's been a saga about the, 
vaccination. Yeah, not exactly. A li- we're, we're Vax fans. We come across as not Vax fans. Uh, news to the listeners. I am double Vax. Happy to be there. But there's no quarantine. You essentially take a test in the US and then you take a test as soon as you land and you're good. Wow. Pending you don't have COVID. So that was what was so frustrating too, is I had a test from the exact same time they wanted to test me showing that I didn't have COVID. But it was just their protocol. And I think it was, they probably had a protocol for Americans coming across. Wow. For Canadians in Canada. But I just don't even think they'd thought about Canadians yes. coming in from the US. And I, it was a bit of bureaucracy. So when did you find this out? At what point? You're in New York. At the dinner of the festival. Uh, I, get a mis- I have been with you in the United States. We were in Palm Springs. Yes. At a dinner when you got news that your green card didn't go. Is yes. that okay to say? That, it was like that moment. where we were... And I would describe you at that dinner as non-present. <laughs> yes. yes. So I was visiting you. You were living in the States. I we, was had an, we went to you. Olive Garden as we a joke. We thought it would be funny. Joke. We got to bring Philippe in. Yeah, let's bring him in. Philippe, come Hi, in friends. here. I don't know how much of that you heard. <laughs> we're, let's introduce, do, introduce oh, him. Oh, yeah. Him. What are we doing? Just bringing him like that? We're not amateurs like that. We keep looking at him for validation as we're talking. So because well, I've been thrilled. This whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I that feel like I'm impression. listening to this podcast before everyone else. You get to chime in. This is your clubhouse. <laughs> Guys, on the pod today, we have a comedian and writer for the Beaverton, Leafs Nation, Bog T.O., Air Canada, En Route Magazine, and even an, uh, an article I once read about vegan chicken. <laughs> Philippe Dimas. Hey. Thank you so much, y'all. Thanks for being here. Uh, uh, usually, we don't talk so long off the top, but I'm glad you're, you're no, in there. It'll be great. Let's keep going because I want to hear more about yeah, this horrendous. I was, I'm not going to make guesses, but no, as someone that knows a lot of stuff that films in the city, I was like running through my head. I was like, was it this? Was it this? Was it this? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll tell you after. We'll tell you after. Yeah, I'll we can text, text you too. too. Um, yeah, so I'm at the dinner. Wow. And I have a missed call on my phone. That Oh, but get this. That's not even where the bad week started. Okay, so... <laughs> That, that oh, was the man. worst part of my week. That wasn't the worst part of the, the whole thing. This wow. is like a Tarantino movie. You know? like, <laughs> it's zoom out and go back. <laughs> yeah, it ends in blood and gore. Yeah. You, you find out why his windshield was broken. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. So how did, it, how did the bad week start? So the first two weeks were fine. In BC- I want to say one thing quick. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think a mutual friend of ours, their Instagram story shared someone else's Instagram story with a picture of you and it said, uh, Ian, glad to be here on your worst uh, day or something. Oh. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a joke or what's going on. Yeah. No, no, no. It was the worst, one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> oh my um, yeah, yeah. BC. So there's really bad forest fires yes. in British Columbia. And, and our cabin on the second leg of the trip ended up having to get evacuated because there's a fire coming towards it. Oh my God. It. And so the last week we were like, essentially they were they were seeing if they were going to lose their cabin my stepfather stayed at the cabin and he's going to leave by boat if the fire gets too close oh my god but he's been like watering the cabin every day so the last four or five days of my trip were fairly stressful my mom was very stressed because they just spent the last two years renovating it and now there's the fire right i think it's like five or six kilometers away now it was 40 kilometers away at first but it keeps getting closer and closer it's currently the biggest fire and i think in north america it's fifty-five thousand hectares wow uh over a hundred thousand acres it's got uh, four kilometers away. Is that's no joke. Yeah, yeah, and, and the way these forest fires move, they move so fast. Yeah, that... like you got to be in that boat already. Totally. How's he sleeping? Like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like a carbon monoxide filled baby. You'd have to sleep in that boat. 
Yeah, like that's the thing is, is is our cabin. There's no power, so it's all solar power and propane. So when he was saying I'm gonna stay back and try and fight this thing, I said if hundreds of forest f- fire firemen can't stop this thing, what are how you are you and a hose it? gonna yeah. stop it while being surrounded by propane tanks? And I'm not trying to be insulting, but I'm like just save your life, get yeah. in the boat and go. So that was like the last four days of my vacation. Get in the boat and go. Like that's what in every zombie (laughs) movie, it's like, no, you can't. You have to get in the boat. And it looks like that because the sky, you can't see. It looks like a deep fog, but it's smoke. Wow. And all of my clothes smell like smoke. I'm going to BC tomorrow. Yeah, you might be okay because you're going on the island, right? Yeah. But you'll fly over it. When you fly over the Rockies. There's a fire on the island now. Yeah, good. I'd like to see everybody get a little piece of this. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, I'm, so bad. So that's where the bad week starts. Bad week starts. So, so the first time in my life, this is such a long story. That's why I wasn't going to tell it. Well, I want to hear it. That's what this All is right. about. We'll talk lots about the show. It's, okay. Spoiler alert, it's Friday Night Lights. We'll talk lots about <laughs> sports because that's what we'll talk about beforehand. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We'll start with the sad stuff and we'll try to build our way up. Like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We'll just dig ourselves out of the hole. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> you got to get in the hole first to start digging, I guess. Um, yeah, so uh, for the first time in my life, the airport... Uh, planes couldn't take off or land. It's the tenth busiest airport in the country, so it's a busy airport. So we get a notification the night of our of our flight, the morning that our flight's been canceled. Wow! And that they won't be scheduled for the next three days. And at the time, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss this festival. You gotta go to the, accept this award. And if you had have been grounded, mm-hmm, I don't think I didn't think about that. <laughs> if you believe in omens, this would have been a sign to stay at the cabin fighting with your stepfather. <laughs> I don't mean fighting the fire. I just mean him and fighting I weren't getting along. <laughs> you never played hockey. And he yeah, the exactly. Um, yeah. So eventually my, my mom, God bless her, drove us five hours to Vancouver wow. to hop on a new flight. So then when we got on that plane, we were just relieved. So I, I sorry to interrupt. No, please. I know exactly how long that drive is, and this is how I know that because when you were moving to the states, I was driving with you. Yeah, you were a very good friend. You flew to Vancouver. I flew to Vancouver to drive down the coast with you to yes. L.A., and uh, I took an overnight flight to Vancouver. So I arrived very early in the morning, it was like five or so, and uh, you were going to meet me there. And uh, I called you. I'm like, okay, I'm just got off the plane, and you would be described as i would describe it as uh waking up <laughs> i would say i was loose with my estimates maybe lying even <laughs> i would call it like the kind of lie that you tell a child that's like anyone who's over a certain age knows that this couldn't possibly be true i remember yeah. i could hear you getting gas if santa like, was I'm like on the road <laughs> three hours away he, he said he was an hour away <laughs> so i was like okay so this is so i know in real time what it's like to wait for that that uh drive yeah I, I had a friend in Vancouver. I met up with him. You don't got to make excuses what you did in Vancouver. We know you sat there alone. <laughs> yeah, sure you had lots of friends in Vancouver to go see. Eating at a Harvey's or something. You were trying to get me Two to hours. take a bus. Yeah, you were trying to get me to take a bus to the border so we would meet up there. And I was like, you know, I just flew overnight. I'm helping you. I'm a selfish friend. <laughs> right? You're already here. Okay. So, okay. So, you yeah. So, you know the drive yeah. because you waited for me to do it. <laughs> So yeah, I saw so we do the drive and uh, well, the nice thing was the trip had so much potential. We got bumped up to first class. Wow. And so we're flying and I felt like, have you guys seen the movie Arthur with Russell Brand or the... No. Pretty much it's about a really rich New Yorker who got like a butler who's sassy. Yeah. And I felt like this was my life. Me and my girlfriend are sitting in first class for the first time in my life. And they're like, it's a red eye, which is also interesting because I could see all the fires as we flow over the Rockies. Wow. It really looked apocalyptic. But the flight attendant was like, uh, shall I wake you for breakfast? 
And so we're like, yeah, yeah. And when we woke up later, there was like, they still serve on first class like China. It's like metal and glass. And it was like my girlfriend, she looked over and said like, oh my God. At one point we were just like, this is gonna be the greatest trip of our lives. And the movie should have ended there. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I get finally to New York and we're waiting and uh, my girlfriend's bags got lost. They got lost on the, I thought they got lost now. No, 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 on the way there. And so this is like, it's a film festival. So she has got tons of makeup, gala dresses. Oh, the only thing she has is, is clothes on her back that smell like smoke and oh, a laptop. Oh my God. So we're at the airport two hours as soon as we land in LaGuardia. And the person insists, like, don't worry, we're going to drop it off tonight. There's a million flights from Toronto. We'll get your bags to you. So we try to make the best of it. We go shopping. I said, hey, don't worry. The airline will probably play for this. Your airline, the one you write for. So <laughs> I expect a, an op-ed in on the route. Uh, and so then, the, you know, we're trying to make the best of it. She's a little in a, understandable in a little sad mood. And we're like, no, don't, don't worry. It's all going to work out. This is going to be a great week. Um, <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. So the bags don't come that night. The they next never, day, they the, never come. And the problem is we're doing so many things that night one, we're in New York City. Night two, we're an hour north of the festival. Night three, we're in the hour north. And night four, we're back in New York City. So pretty much we have to phone Air Canada every day. You know, Air Canada, you deserve a little bit on blast. I can bring it up because I want to protect Philippe's job. But Oh, no, it's freelance. Take it away. I don't got one right now. <laughs> Hire him more and maybe this wouldn't have happened. But uh, yeah, we had to call them every day, hold for like two hours and say, hey, our address is updated. Please, if you are going to bring it today, oh, drive it right, here. Right, 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 right. So that happens. Now listeners know where the linear meets the past. And we're at this dinner. Things are going well. I get the phone call. I had a couple glasses of champagne. Had I been smarter about it, I should have phoned my agent and said, hey, how are we going to handle this? Should I fly home early? I should have just given more thought, but I was in such a good mood that I was like, oh, I'll just call them back. I'm sure they can do Saturday night. I'll already have tests. So in that moment, I ruined my career. And wow. uh, so then I'm pretty down, obviously. Uh it, it, is there more to this? Oh, it kept going. Yeah, 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 the worst week of my life. Wow, there's more. Yeah, that's the thing why I should I shouldn't tell it. No, no, no. I want to know. I was like, wow, that's awful. And you're like, and then. Yeah, no, no, no. So then, uh, so I find out that night that I'm probably gonna lose the job. Oh my! Calling gosh. my agent back and forth. Uh, the next morning, so I can't sleep obviously because yeah. this was like a dream again. Oh, I, 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 yeah. So I can't sleep. I had a bad feeling. In the morning I wake up, God bless her. She worked so hard. She By the time I woke up, she'd already been on the phone with casting and the studio for like an hour. Wow. Came from the studio. They said firm no. It came from them, the highest up. Wow. Um, so they were the ones who kiboshed it. So then after that, we're feeling, I'm like so depressed. Uh, and because I'm plant-based, there was we're walking around, we're like, at least we'll have breakfast. There's nothing in this city. It's not New York City. It's an hour north. Nothing oh. that we can even eat. Oh, my, my God. I, I, I'm like a 90% guy. My girlfriend's 100%. 100. So we find nothing to eat. We spend two days there. The, the festival, not, I mean, I didn't name it, but it turned out to be a bust. What it, what it turned out to be was, I, I, I won't even say it. It just, it turned out to be a bust. Things didn't work out there. We, we go back to LaGuardia. We get COVID tested because now we got to go home. Yeah. Bags still haven't come. It's day three now. Uh, we try to return the rental car. We get to Manhattan to our hotel. And the, like I phoned the place. I realized I couldn't fill up in gas in time. So I was like, okay, I wonder how much. It, you know, they sometimes just charge. Yeah. If it's a dollar, they charge you a dollar twenty-five. And I'm yeah, like, right. at this point, I'll eat it. 
The guy I, on the on the rental car says it's a two hundred dollar fee <laughs> if you don't return it with gas. So I Google a gas station. Turns out not too many in Manhattan. <laughs> it's like half an hour North Island, and our th- rental car is South, right by the oh Freedom Tower. So I drive north, and then me and my girlfriend are like, you know what? We've been so negative the last two days. We can't control a lot of this. Let's just yeah. try to stay things we're grateful for. We're still on a trip to New York. We yeah. had this nice hotel. We got to do all this fun stuff. We're still better than 90% of the earth. Like, so lucky in better shoes. So we're, like, saying things we're grateful so for. better than. I know you Not meant. better than. I know you meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In more, like, luckier. More yeah, privileged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we're, like, saying things. We're, we're laughing. That's great. Yeah, we fill up. We drive down. Our GPS stops talking. and And then we end up in this tunnel. And I'm like... Oh my God, is this the Lincoln Tunnel? Is this like, and I'm claustrophobic. Yes, you're claustrophobic. And it's like two minutes in the tunnel. And and no joke, claustrophobic. Like, yeah. Like people who are claustrophobic, who are like, "Ah, I don't really like, I'm like, I'm scared of elevator. It's It's, it's like, uh, look, I'm taking therapy for What do you want to know? (laughs) I'm trying to work on it. I know I'm crazy. This is a wild episode. I know. I didn't want to talk about it. I love it. I should have just said it was a great week. Come in our guest. He's a writer, (laughs) comedian. Yeah. So uh, we get out of the tunnel and I'm like, oh, thank God. It was just a tunnel. We're laughing. The, the the rental car place is right by the Freedom Tower. Yeah, we miss the turn, and this cop like waves us down. We see where the entrance to like this Lincoln Tunnel. It's like a twenty minute new tunnel that leads all the way to Brooklyn. Oh my god! We get over to Brooklyn. We're on the highway with no exits. We drive like fifteen minutes. We can just see the Freedom Tower getting smaller and smaller in the background. <laughs> Both of our phones die. Oh my so god! Now, yeah, I screenshotted right before my phone died. Uh, where we were in New York because it was so far away. And I was like, this is comical for my New York friends. Phones <laughs> die. We end up like pulling over, finding a bodega, which is like their convenience stores, yeah. buying a phone charger, sitting in the car, finally end up returning the car, nearly missed it again. Um, I mean, they, they hold, that's like the trip gets worse, really. It gets worse? Yeah. So then we go back to the airport seeing if they have her bag uh, a day early. Yeah. They don't have the bag. I leave my sunglasses at the till. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, it's okay. We go, oh, I forgot before we turned the rental car, when we found out where the gas station was, it sounds like I'm just complaining, but it was no, just like, a, it was a Murphy's Law. Like yeah, what could happen? Crazy. I pull over in front of the hotel, see the gas station's half an hour away. So it's an hour because I got to go up north yeah. and then back down. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to run our bags into the hotel room real quick. Literally eight minutes. Come back. There's a hundred dollar ticket on my dash. Oh my It was God. just like a fuck you. <laughs> get out of New York City. Uh, we, the next day we go to the airport so early because we just want to go home. Yeah. The COVID test we took yesterday were supposed to arrive in 24 hours. Haven't arrived yet. It's 25 hours. We can't return without them. So we go get other COVID tests. And like luck- rapid ones? Or rapid ones early? don't count. They got to be the PCR. Wow. Uh, Air Canada will let you on the plane, as you know. Uh, as, <laughs> as your article I strictly put that. I, lo- I love the pros. Uh, but the border will not accept the, the rapid test when you arrive. Wow. And then you'd have to stay in a hotel for two weeks and all that. So, no good. So we're like, we're fucked. Our flight's leaving in two hours. Uh, while we're in line for the ever COVID test, That's my fine. girlfriend went and got hers. And then I, uh, mine arrived while I was in line. So I was fine. By the time she got her second test, her yesterday's test nice. arrived. So we were fine. Thunderstorms in Toronto, like a yeah, three hour delay. Really, but I, at that point we were like, we don't care. Oh, then I get a call from my agent in security saying like, I don't know who's looking out for you, but the roll's back on the table. Whoa. I start crying at the airport. Like just tears of joy. Literally like just like looking up and I'm just like, this would be the only saving grace for yes. the week. I know your week was horrible, but like if I if I could just do this part, it would be like, this would be a funny story about how horrible it was. Yes, of course. Um, 
the next morning I found out when I did get back to Canada that, that, that uh, it was still kiboshed. Thing. I think what mine, I'm complete speculating here. What I hope is that they ca- casting sent a bunch more tapes, other actors who could do it. It was so last minute. Yeah. And I th- maybe they were like, we don't, I don't know. We don't love this. And then they're like, well, Ian's actually back in Canada now. Right. But by then I think it was still uh, a cooked goose to put in Thanksgiving. Expression. Well, the crazy thing about that uh, with the way that the, I mean, well, there's lots of crazy stuff about it, but with the way that the, the nature of that role mm-hmm. is you'll be able to see this. And that's the thing that breaks my heart so much is it wasn't like, cause you know, as an actor, you audition for hundreds of things, you don't get most of them. And you're always like, yeah, that would have been cool. But this one was literally mine. Yeah. And I know like even yesterday was the shoot day. It was a kind of a shitty day. Cause I was like, some other actor is doing this scene right now. Wow, my scene, my character, like the episode was named after my character. Wow. It was just like one of those things where, and especially in Canada and not to complain, but it's like, cause I'm grateful I had the opportunity, but it's like, you you often audition for things that just happen to shoot here right and that you might not necessarily watch this was a show that i'm like i'm gonna watch it it's by my favorite writer yeah it was like so rare that a cool character a cool part on a cool show filming in toronto so it was just like so everyone else is like it's okay there'll be another one and i'm like yeah but it might be another 12 years (laughs) (laughs) wow that is wild yeah it was a hard i would describe my my the feeling in my stomach is heartbroken but i heard one thing though (laughs) Which is interesting is the to the uh, we'll, we'll say this sensitively, but I mean your girlfriend is somewhat of note, and a fan of hers found her bag. Yes, yeah, so that so is, that is like an interesting close to that end of the story. Yeah, so she luckily went on Twitter and in her she'd been tweeting at the airline, and somebody tweeted uh, another person was tweeting at Air Canada and was like, "Hey, I if there's a blank bag. looking for her bag, I have it." And some amazing fan <laughs> found both these tweets and put them together and we DM them. And then her, her it was in Brooklyn at a random guy's house. Had wow. Twitter not existed, we never would have saw that bag again. Ever. No. Jesus. So the bag is now being FedExed to us right now. She still doesn't have her stuff. Wow. Um, but there's hope on the horizon. That, uh, <laughs> but that's kind of a cool coda to that. Yeah, at least her stuff. She'll have had a weird week, but she'll get that stuff back. Are you going to watch the episode? See, people are. I feel like I have to. Yeah, it's going to be weird. But it'll be tough. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, on the pod today, we have... Comedy podcast. (laughs) That's why you're here. How's it going? Any thoughts Uh, on that story? In comparison, very well. (laughs) (laughs) That was was more dramatic than any television episode I've ever seen. And I'm like... That was a 26-minute story. Why are we talking about fake dramatics? (laughs) This is the real stuff. Wow. So I I did not know that story. Ian said... Oh, yeah, my cabin burned down. Did it really? No, no, no. That's <laughs> no. the button on you. I didn't know that story. When you got back, I mean, we're friends. We talk. Oh, we're acquaintances. You said that, yeah, this crazy story. I said, leave it. I want to hear it on the pod. And you were like, no, it doesn't make sense to tell it on the pod. Yes. You're probably right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was great. Like, that's amazing. That's incredible. And we really got a glimpse into your life in a big way that i hope our listeners uh appreciate yeah I, and i feel bad even saying it's the worst week of my life it was more no look, that's bad I, it was you don't a shit feel week, bad about that you know yeah that's crazy and i'm sure that's... a lot of you guys lost your houses in the same fire that's about right to take right mine. right right so it's like yeah it's it's all you can't do that you can't i've taken courses about that about like uh um like Comparing. empathy relative but yeah just see it, it's because it's so close to home yeah it was just a bad week Wow. Illinois well, listeners, I'll correct it. It's a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Who knows? Hey, do you guys think the worst day of your life has already happened? Oh, wow. I've had... Uh, no. Couldn't possibly. You no, hope something worse. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I have had a few bad days, but not that bad. You know what? For both of you, I hope the worst day has passed. Wow, that's incredible. What a gift that you would say. Least that, I could do. Like, that would suggest my life is ending soon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very fortunate. Yeah, like, that's like another 80 years. Yeah. That's like curse. Okay, let's, let's, uh, that was great. Yeah, that was really great. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean it It was. Way. Thrilling, if nothing else. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're going to talk about Friday Night Lights a little later, but let's talk to Philippe a bit beforehand. Philippe. Yes. I love that Friday Night Lights already dropped, but like people who were so excited their favorite shows Friday Night Lights, they Googled that keyword like, I can't wait to hear about Matt Saracen and Street. You yeah, have to listen to those... some actor lose his bags. Those people no longer care about Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Like, Give me six seasons of this. Peter Berg, if you're listening. That's really funny. I hope that's the case. Yeah, I guess that's an interesting thing. We'll put a little disclaimer at the front of the episode. Hey, we are going to talk about Friday Night Lights. It's going to be about an hour and a half into this episode. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be the Patreon. Pay for play if you want to hear the Friday Night Lights. (laughs) Uh, Philippe, you are a huge sports guy. Yes. That's what I know you as. That's what a lot of people know me as. Yeah, so like uh, I follow your takes. I I read your pros on, uh, on hockey, even though that's a sport I care a little bit less about. Your team was in the finals this year. Yeah, I was excited about that for sure. <laughs> until you know how until about game two, I would say partway through that, like, you know, I don't think this is gonna happen. Gonna happen for us. Uh, I went to uh, speaking of that, I went to a neighbor's place. He's a big Habs fan, and uh, they were playing it in the uh, backyard. This is probably six houses down. I think it was. I forget which game it was, but you'll know which one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I mean, it was finals. Seven, or... I was like, yeah, it was in the finals. Okay. Uh, you'll know which one of the games it was based on this story. But he's like, come down to the backyard. And I was like, okay. It's probably six houses away. The score, let's say, was tied uh, when I left the house. And uh, the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning were up three when I got <laughs> to the backyard. I was like, this can't, this can't, like. Did you blame yourself? Yeah, I said I'm gonna walk back, and he sound and as I'm getting, I can hear groans from this backyard, and I was like, "What? What could possibly be happening?" It's been 17 steps, but yeah. that was the game where they scored uh, three goals. And uh, that sounds like days. the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. all year. Because so I'm in a I'm in a group chat with three other uh, people who are very into hockey, and we're all fans of different teams. And it was okay. the four Canadian teams that made the playoffs. Oh, and that group chat is a Leafs fan, me. An Oilers fan, a Habs fan, and a Jets fan. Okay. And then so all year I was going, and hey, all... what was that? Sorry. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> all year I was going, hey, what Tampa Bay is doing is bullshit because Kucherov's going to come back day one of the playoffs yeah. and they're going to be 20% over the salary cap. And they're all going like, why do you care? It doesn't matter. That's not going to happen. I'm like, I care because one of our teams <laughs> is going to run into that juggernaut yeah, and get literally, slapped yeah. around. And that's exactly what yeah. happened. It didn't feel like it was so fun to follow the team. Like, you know, it was a completely different year for hockey and the way mm-hmm. that the tournament was. And it was so fun to follow it. And then when it got to the finals, it was like, this doesn't even feel like the same sport yeah. anymore. It was just like, oh. This just because it was so unfair? Yeah. It mm. felt it felt unfair to The watch. Cinderella story ended. Just like, and that's what it felt like was this big Cinderella story. I'm like, no, I'm all in. And I was like, oh, this kind of feels like when you, you're playing with your big brother or something. <laughs> and he's like, I wasn't trying. He breaks your arm in arm wrestling. It's like watching Mighty Ducks in Iceland just scores like 30 goals. <laughs> <laughs> These children. <laughs> so is hockey your favorite sport? Yeah, hockey would be number one. I know you follow like everything. You're a big tennis fan. T- yeah. Tennis. Tennis is probably top five. Uh, in no particular order after hockey. My favorites are football, baseball, tennis, 
And basketball, I think, would round out the top five, yeah. So I have a question about something you tweet about quite a bit that I mm-hmm. haven't looked into. What is the Marbles League? Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> Gel's Marble Runs is this YouTube channel of just this brother pair from somewhere in Northern Europe. I think, like, Norway or something. And they just have a bunch of different marbles of, like, matching... So a marble team will consist of four marbles of a matching color. We're talking about the like the circle, hard circle yes, marbles. Like okay. marbles, throw them in the schoolyards to win a nickel <laughs> from your friend. Like those yeah. kind of marbles. So uh yeah, these two brothers just started this league where they take like get marbles, four marbles of a similar color. There's like the Limers. You're the Limer fan. You're a I'm Limer a Limers fan. fan. There's the Pinkies, there's the O Rangers, there's the Raspberry Racers. There's the, we Wait, hate we're cheering them. for like they're you can't you you can't compete against them. This is the league you're watching. Yes, this is the league. This is the Marble League. <laughs> and um and then they were featured on a segment uh on last week tonight. John oh. Oliver's show and it blew up and they were sponsored by last week for tonight for a while I think they've gotten some other major sponsorships but basically in the last few years they've got like well over a million subscribers on YouTube Wow! and <laughs> all they do is just like film marble races and different marble events and it's very creative the events they come up with like the the events that took place yesterday was block pushing which is like this little block at the end of a track the four marble slides down and hit the block and whichever team pushes it furthest wins and like advances <laughs> And like there's races, like downhill races. There's there's all sorts of so things. It's different. It's like the Olympics. The marbles yeah. are doing different activities. Exactly. And there's like qualifiers and everything. Well, I've seen you send some pretty vitriolic tweets. Oh, the Limers have been garbage <laughs> this year. They've been <laughs> the bottom of the standings. They qualified, which is nice, because last year they didn't even qualify. <laughs> You're a lifetime Limer. <laughs> okay, so here's how it started. So um a few years ago, a friend's bachelor party, we went out and did a bunch of stuff, and then uh at the end of it, we're like Let's go back to uh, another friend's house and just, like, run out to the night drinking and, like, watching, I think, like, hockey at the time. After hockey ended, a friend of ours was like, you guys want to put on Marble League? I'm obsessed with this thing. <laughs> so, like, they put it on and we're fresh off a bachelor party, drunk off our ass, and we get so into it. <laughs> and there was, like, this, like, UFC event via marbles that was taking place at the time and the limers were going on this winning streak and i just got so belligerently (laughs) into this lime green team to the point where everyone else at the party was like fuck this guy (laughs) you lost lost friends to this day they're still like we hate the limers i would love if they never watched it again though and you like were like this is the sport this is my sixth favorite sport (laughs) what's funny is i didn't know about any of this, I didn't know about the YouTube channel. I didn't know what it was, but I've you you tweet the standings sometimes, yeah. and I'll click the standings, and I was trying to parse what this was just through the standings, and I was like, "Is this real?" <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's real. real They'll like live stream the events and then like keep the the vod on their YouTube channel, and like while they're live streaming, there'll be like tens of thousands of people. Wow! You know what I love? Like I have a hard enough time explaining to my like my parents what I do for a living. Imagine. <laughs> You run the Marble League. You have a million subscribers. So you're making doctor money, these yeah. kids. And, you're, and they're like, so wait, what do you do? That, that dad at the Russian bar being like, he feel marble. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy thing when so, when you, you do something like that, especially in the like the web environment where people can get famous for crazy things. When you are successful, it's it's so different. Because there's now there's probably so many people who are like, okay, we'll do the paper plane. We'll yeah, copying. We'll do the whatever. And, it, mm-hmm. and you're like, what's your kid do? And it's like, they're just a disappointment. But My, Your kid's not even a millionaire? From- <laughs> <laughs> well, but when you're the successful Marvel League guys, that's 
That's cool. Do they have an announcer? Like, what if? Yeah, you... that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, the production in it is crazy. I highly recommend watching. Like, they've got an announcer coming across, and like he'll like be doing color as well, like talking about the history. He's like, oh yeah, when these two teams faced off, this was the result with no and irony, then, no irony, like playing it completely straight. And then like they have like crowd shots of like fans, which are just other marbles, like, <laughs> <laughs> holding I was up not expecting that. Yeah, and then the like. Do you think you're the only human fan who watches? <laughs> Uh, maybe you go through the accounts it's all yeah. just marvel there's like running bits going on through it's like have you ever watched the puppy bowl it's like yeah. that level of unironic production <laughs> this is the first i'm learning of this but this is the best about... <laughs> and like the team o the rangers like yeah i didn't know about the puppy bowl oh, oh really wow. well, it, I... it airs on animal planets an hour before the super bowl really great oh maybe i have heard yeah. it. i've heard of the nickelodeon splash zone or whatever they do oh uh, that was just nickelodeon broadcast nfl games and they had like three Nickelodeon, or I think one Nickelodeon host and two actual commentators broadcasting games. Two Marvel hosts. Yeah, two Marvels. They did a good job. It was fun. Did uh, you guys ever see the, so Dodgeball, that was a thing. Like before the Dodgeball sh- the movie, there was like a crazy Dodgeball show and people would dress up like different, you know, the Pirates versus the. Uh, oh, I don't know about this. No, I didn't know about that either. It had to be before Dodgeball because I was like a preteen watching it. And I think Dodgeball came out after that. Uh, I got to look it up. It would have come out around 2002 kind of thing. 2003. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it'd be the pirates versus the ninjas. And it was Dodgeball. It would come on late at night on maybe like Spike TV or right. something. I love niche sports. Like, y'all ever watch Slam Ball? Slam yes. Ball. Is that trampoline basketball? That's basketball trampolines. Yeah. Yes. And you get like extra points for dunks. <laughs> right. It, it ruled. Uh, apparently it still exists like in China or something like that, but just That's no longer cool. in the States. Yeah. But you know what's interesting to say, like I love niche sports and we're talking about Marvel talking about slam ball. In the grand scheme of the world, gridiron football is a pretty niche sport. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It is like super popular in one country and then the culture of that country has bled into a few others. Yeah. Where it's like semi popular at best. It's uh, it's probably the second most popular here, I would suppose. And it's there's like, the CFL here amongst us. Uh, yeah, right. So Which yeah, like two 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 countries. Of the yeah. sport. <laughs> so it's like it's pretty niche, and it's also so uh, complicated. Like it's so it's it's different than a lot of sports. The way that it works, football. It's like a turn basis. Yes, I we I when we hang out, I love strategy games, and Ian and I call watching football on Sundays turn based tactics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's two. You, not a lot of sports. Your defense and your offense is a completely different team. Yeah. I used to think that yeah, I didn't even realize as a kid watching that like Tom Brady never plays against Aaron Rodgers yeah. at the same time. Like they wouldn't need to hate each other. They're on the yeah. sidelines. Yeah, and they say like this is the big matchup: Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes. It's like, well, they don't. They never yeah. play. They shake hands <laughs> after. Go, nice to meet you, dude. <laughs> Every once in a while, they'll put like. Remember when the Patriots put Gronk on defense and it was a nightmare? They had him play safety for a, a play. A Hail Mary. Yeah, for a Hail Mary. Was play. this and post, like, when Gronk looked like he was going to retire? It was his last second. year before he retired. And when they, I I love whenever uh, afterward when when color guys, they say like, well, here's what the thinking was. And it's, <laughs> and it's actually a smart play. And you're like, no, it's not a fucking smart play. He just got embarrassed. Yeah. He shouldn't be playing safety. I guess they're like, he's six, eight. <laughs> that's, that, that's essentially what it was. What it was. Yeah. But like, also like in that case, have him stand in the end zone. He yes. was like 15 yards, 15 yards out. And then just got, Torched by By, like someone who job is beating professional versions of them. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was. uh, I think that was a 
they and that was at the end of the season. I think that was a needed game. It was an important game. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that was a playoff game. I think it may have been a. Uh, I think it was the last game. No, the last game of the season I'm thinking of is uh, versus Miami with the Miami Miracle where they uh, okay. where they uh, did a, like 10 laterals and uh, scored. Was this the wins. last Belichick-Brady year? They, it was the, no, it, it was the second the... last Belichick-Brady because there was one they year the without, Bowl Gronk. without Gronk. There was one year without Gronk where they won and then Gronk came back. Oh, Gronk missed the Super Bowl? Gronk missed one because he, reti- he was Oh, I thought he retired the two years they didn't win. Oh, he didn't miss a Super Bowl. Oh, no, okay, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. He just missed a season where they... Yeah. Where they this, this... Yeah, it was the season before. So, you're a big football fan? Yeah. Uh, football fan? Football might be my number two if I if I had to pick. After hockey. Yeah. I like football a like lot. Like British football. No. <laughs> That's... Uh, every two years, whether it's the World Cup or Euro Cup, I try so hard to get into soccer, a.k.a. football... And I just can't. I want to so bad. One of my favorite video games of all time is Football Manager. I oh, love yeah. the tactics of it. Yeah. I love assembling teams. I love the strategy. And then I watch two hours of nothing happening. And it's I wild. Just, That's always the I critique can't. that like uh, soccer fans say. They're like, well, you think it's so boring. You just don't understand the game. You don't know what you're looking at. But then we're all like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of boring. AJ, <laughs> yeah. uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, episode three, moved to England this year. And he said he was going to try to get into soccer because he didn't really watch it either. Mm-hmm. And then he calls me one day and he's like, the highlights are just guys hitting the crossbar. Yeah. <laughs> I, my family's Portuguese. So when Portugal won the Euros two years ago, everyone was so thrilled. And I remember watching every game of theirs in that tournament and being like, I don't know if I've ever seen a team deserve a championship less. <laughs> like they played seven games of that tournament and tied five of them. Oh my and God. it's like... If you count like going to a shootout as a tie, which I do, (laughs) because that's what it is. It's a coin flip afterwards. Um, They tied five of seven games in that tournament. And I was like, that's not a championship (laughs) team. That's so funny. I used to play it in high school. Like I liked playing it. But yeah, it was fun to play. But like that, it's fun to play FIFA or football manager. But then when you watch it, you're just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Well, FIFA, like video games is how I've gotten into a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. like, And especially football. So... Because when you play Madden and you have to learn both, you have to learn everything. So it teaches and you, also, you what a Tampa two defense. Exactly. Is so like suddenly that, you're yeah. like you're reading coverages and you're no coverages when you're watching the real sport because you're like, well, you gotta, you know, is this a four three? Is this a three four? What's oh yeah, that video, like for to? football, especially, you understand plays and stuff. Yeah. The other thing is, if you don't care about a sport. Start gambling on it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the truth. That'll make you care about it as if you've been a lifelong Limers fan. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Years ago, maybe the most degenerate I've ever been, uh, I was working an overnight job and a buddy of mine who was working with me, we were so bored and then we just decided to start betting on like Japanese League Baseball and we got super into you would, Japanese you would. League yeah, Baseball. If you bet yeah. on anything, like suddenly you're like... Yeah. You also, if you stakes. win money a couple times, you're like, this is my cash cow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, Ian, you've uh, I'm a big fan of this. You're a Steelers fan. Yeah, I'm a big Saints fan. Um, and Ian, there's been some times when you you're gonna come watch a game with me. And you're like, I'm gonna put some money on just just so I care as just much so as I you care as much as you. Game. Yeah, exactly. And it works every time. Uh, and, and, and that's I why you I picked a better play. team, honestly, financially for me. <laughs> Saints are a good team. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the that's why I don't play fantasy football is because I like a team so much that I could never want to mathematically root against them yeah. if I have someone who's against them that I need it's to why I can't play fantasy point. baseball or fantasy basketball you I can play fantasy Jays football because I don't have a dog yeah. in the fight speaking of basketball I uh, the thing about soccer with like the highlights hitting the crossbar so much before I was 
speaking of basketball, and I love basketball very much, and, and 2K is another game where it's like you just learn everything and suddenly like, oh, I understand defense so much more now, and that's such a big part of enjoying the sport. But I was like, there's too much scoring, especially if you grow up in Canada and you watch a lot of hockey. I, I had that opinion for a long time. And then now I couldn't be more on the other side. You're watching for when they miss. Yeah, I remember when you called me and it was like an epiphany you had. And you yeah. said, no, the exciting thing is when they miss watching good D. Because then you're like, oh, so that's they have to make that up at some point. Like yeah, You exactly. have to go on a run. Because if it's if possessions are going back and forth and you miss, you just fucked up. <laughs> you totally. It's like up. the expectation is yeah. it's going to be around 100 out a little bit more. You're right. I had the exact same thing with basketball for the longest time. Because, yeah, like just like you said, as a hockey fan and as a football fan, the thrilling moment is when like a goal or a touchdown is right. scored. And basketball is like, what, am I supposed to stand up and cheer every 20 seconds? <laughs> like, what's what's happening? And then, yeah, a friend of mine explained it one day. It was like, oh, no, it's like the runs they go on. Yeah. Like when, when a team is like 10-0 and 0 or 12-0 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's... And it's so exciting when you're into it. The defense becomes so exciting to watch. And when you like... If a team makes another team just run the shot clock out because they don't have an opportunity to shoot, that's the most thrilling thing ever. I'm like, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get, like, same, I guess, like, I'm sure soccer is like this too at some point, but we're not going to touch on that. <laughs> but even baseball, people are like, it's so boring. But when you get really into it, you're like, no, I like watching the pitcher as much as I like watching the hitting. Yeah. Because it's like, you're, you're watching the defense. <laughs> I, yeah. the, the, the only thing I will say is FIFA is the only game I haven't bought, but the only sports game that hasn't worked on me is uh, b- baseball. It's very difficult. It's to, like not it's fun to play as a video um, game. But following what you were saying about like just getting into baseball, the thing that makes baseball so exciting in my mind is it's got the big, the biggest pops because with hockey and football and basketball and like basically all sports, soccer, you can see when a, like someone is about to score, like you see it approaching, a home run can just happen yeah. unexpected. Mm. Like that's what makes Bautista's bat flip so exciting. Yeah. It's like all yes. this chaos happened. And then like out of nowhere, boom, like this great home run, the bat flip, the like whole chaos of it. Like there's no buildup. It just happens. In the, I, and it should be impossible to do. Yeah. Like the ball's going so fast. It's, it's, Have you ever been in a batting cage and put it to like medium speed? It's terrifying. It's the hardest thing to do in sports. Hey, and, yeah. and, you know, in, in, in basketball, it's something exciting is, you know, the mathematically, m- most field goals are a two. And if you need it, you're like, okay, we got to hit a three right now. And sometimes it happens. Uh, but in baseball, what you're saying, like, you can hit f- a, f- a grand slam, a walk off a grand slam. It's <laughs> four points. Yeah. Like, yeah. Four runs are about to be scored. Even that watching, like, so... stolen bases are so exciting. Yeah. And, like, the, the kind of the it's mischief. It's like a little pokery. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? You're cheating? <laughs> I w- We've talked a lot about that, the idea of. Especially in hockey, I love the idea of the penalty box. Oh, like, hey, no, so you just funny. cheated. <laughs> That's all refs are. It's yeah. just cheating. You cheated. You yeah. cheated. You got to sit down for a few minutes because you just cheated. Yeah, any sport. You broke the rules of the game. that You've know how you been playing this for 20 years. You know the rules. Come on, Carl. <laughs> you just cheated. I saw it. Um, Imagine being a WWE ref. What do you, like, <laughs> you go home and tell your kids you do. <laughs> you made a difference in this world. You got hit uh, with a chair four times. <laughs> yeah. That's what you got brain damage. Um, yeah, biggest pops. I'll agree with that with, with, with also, baseball. What's nice about baseball is there's no running up the clock. Like you, I've, I've been at games where the teams come back from nine runs down in the ninth inning, which wow. is so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like, the other thing too is game. about baseball that's interesting. So Ian and I, uh, Ian came with me to a, a playoff Habs game where a player who was 
coming back from injury, scored in overtime in La Belle Province to win, and it was playoff game against the Senators. That was the loudest thing I'd ever experienced. I was at game one of the finals of the Raptors in Toronto. That was very exciting, but it didn't have that loud. You think the NHL game was louder than the Raptors? Not or? the game, the moment they scored uh, in overtime because it's a moment. And it's one goal. It's one goal for that the just win. ends, and it was like blackout loud, like the loudest thing I've ever heard. The but shot, the Kawhi shot may have been like that. It must have been because it's the same thing. But baseball, you can walk off like every game because if you score in the, the game's, over. It's game's over. Yeah. So it's like it has that energy. The potential of that overtime pop is there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the game one of the finals in Toronto, which was the only game they won at home in the finals, w- was the most exciting sports thing I've ever been to. But it didn't, it wasn't the same as that like. That moment. It's over. Because at the end, they were up quite a bit. It's like the movie moment when the heroes go on the shoulders and run into the parade. Yeah. Uh, So I guess that's talking about sports generally. That's why you tuned in. That's why people who search Friday Night Lights. That's why we were speaking (laughs) your language now. Okay, let's take a little break and get back and talk about Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, written and directed by Peter Berg. Based on the book Friday Night Lights, A Town, A Team, A Dream by H.G. Bissinger. Original air date October 3, 2006. The show was the second adaptation of the book, following a 2004 film starring Billy Bob Gordon. The film was also written and directed by Peter Berg. So he loves this book. Full Eyes, Clear Hearts, First Episode. Friday Night Lights, we're going to talk about it. Who would have thought from the title of the show? Wow. Uh, Now... Okay, we've done a... F- this is what? Episode 7? Seven? 7. This is on the h- more popular end of the shows that we've talked about as far as like zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah we try to make this show as least desirable for anyone to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> have you... Did you... Have either of you watched Friday Night Lights before? No, this was my first experience with it. You had never seen Friday Night Lights before? What? You it. hadn't? As no. a big sports fan. A yeah. second favorite sport football fan. <laughs> it was... I don't know. It just... Like even when I... Because it was playing when I was in high school and it just like... I guess I knew some people that watched it, but it just really wasn't around. I actually think I was spending, and this is a problem with me watching a lot of TV, which sucks as someone that writes and acts as well. I was spending too much time watching real sports too. Uh. <laughs> it's like when you when you follow five, six leagues yeah, really closely, it's, it's hard to sit down and watch an hour or two of television. Ian says the same thing because uh, the, the, uh, like hockey and, 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 Baseball are happening at the same time, and then part of the uh, the football season is happening at the same time. If you follow hockey, if you're a fan of a hockey team and a basketball team, not baseball, sorry, basketball, the, the playoffs are happening at the same time. And I yeah. care so much about the Raptors and Blue Jays that I can't imagine being a Leafs fan too, which tons of my friends in the city are, because I'm like, I don't even have any time to do that. Right. I used to watch way more TV and movies, and I didn't really watch sports religiously until probably I moved to Toronto. I was always a light Jays fan and Raptors fan. I was a Raptors fan, but never like watching. Now I'm like, I'll watch all the games like a psycho and listen yeah. to podcasts about it. But yeah, yeah, I totally get it. It takes a lot. Of, it takes a lot, a lot of useless and time. Then the NFL does like I'm as mentioned. I'm a Steelers fan, but the NFL does such a good job of like, no, watch twelve hours of content today. Yeah, like every Sunday during the NFL season, I watch two, three games. Like, yes, and it's. I remember yeah. your wife, Rock. The yeah. first time I ever came over to watch football with you. 
And we watched the three games back to back. And at one point she's like, oh, I just thought that was like a joke on the Simpsons that husbands watch football all day. It's literally all day long. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, how can it be all day? It's like, oh, this is football. They see it on so many sitcoms. Like, oh, going to cheer for some football now. And I'll see yeah, the you game's later on. Quiet it's down. Like, it's a one game. What could it be? It's like, no, it's a full. A Quiet down for the day. next 12 to 15 hours. <laughs> are you now are you two? red zone guys or do you pick a game for each time slot well it's pick a game for each time slot for me because i have a fan i'm a fan of a team Mm -hmm. so much so i'm essentially watching i don't watch most of the other games on sunday i'm there to watch the uh, saints and i'll probably watch something else i watched a lot of chiefs games last year just because i was interested in what was going on there Mm -hmm. um when I played fantasy football, I was like a two at once with the red zone in the corner kind of thing. And then, but now I, I retired from fantasy football a couple years ago. <laughs> retired on the bottom. I lost too much money. That was what happened. My, uh. my league was so expensive with my friends that I lost two or three years in a row. And it was like, it was like 800 bucks. And I was like, ah. Something too that's, yeah, I could see you quitting that because you're also. I felt so, so much. I won it once. And that yeah, felt you so won good. it three years ago, right? Like the year <laughs> I was before like, that. I can pay for a flight to New York for a dream trip. Off we this. can bleep this if you want, but um, the winner of your league gets to name the league there next year, yes. right? What did you name it after you won? Uh, oh. Something heinous. Something that they changed the rules because they were like, we're not naming it that. And you, oh, it was one of yeah. the funniest things because you won so you're like okay we're naming it It was something like the child oh yeah yeah i remember the like the the oh the child photo distribution online distribution (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then they were all freaking out because like ian it doesn't matter for you we've got normal jobs (laughs) we'll get fired and i was like well you said i could pick any name yeah you i was you sent me the text threads and i was crying laughing because your responses were so funny every time with because you were just saying things with no irony you're like you guys, I'm misunderstanding. I thought the winner of the league gets to name it. The and I said, year. they were like, what if the FBI comes? I'm like, well, I don't have child pornography. On my computer, so I mean, if you guys have nothing to hide, why do you care? Yeah, it was also like that. Like, and then you're sending me text threads that like people are messaging you separately. So yeah. Like, hey, man. Okay. It was a funny joke, but really you got to name it something else. And you're like, I'm unclear on the rules of the league. Because we've been in this seven years and everyone else got to name it the Suck My Dick League or whatever. I won. I choose to name it the Child Pornography Photo Distribution. If you have group. nothing to hide, then why would you care? And they shouldn't be a problem. Anyway, but... most of those guys are in jail now. <laughs> so then you lost two, the next two years. Yeah, I lost later. a couple. The, the, it was a weird league. It was good if, if you had a lot of coin because it was like it was like 100 bucks to play. It started at 20 bucks when we were in university. And we're like, mm. that's fine. This is fun. But then crazy. like 10 years later, everyone's like, what if it's 100? And then if you lose, you pay 200. And then if there was like all these different rules that uh. if you were like lost the season, you'd pay 200. You'd, you'd pay for the best seat. And by the end, like I lost like $800 two years and in a row. And I'm like, guys, I, I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Me winning this two years ago was my job. Uh, did you watch Friday Night Lights? I actually watched it in university. The full through or a bunch? First of two seasons. Mm. Um, Season two is famously one of the worst seasons of a good show. Th- that's where, spoiler probably. alert, somebody kills somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, but I was actually, this is the first episode. Normally, I take a lot of notes when we watch these pilots. Oh, same I took thing. the least amount of notes this Look time. at this. I got two little pages. I, I said that to my wife after we finished watching I'm like, I took very little notes. I, I just enjoyed enthralled. watching yeah, it. me too. Me too. That's crazy that you would say that. I have watched the entire season through. Um, series? Yeah. Sorry, the series through. I watched it just a few years ago. I buffered through a lot of the episodes, but I watched the entire thing. It, they do a cool thing. Uh, where this is something you'd be really interested in. Ian. 
Uh, so coach you found my girlfriend's bags (laughs) he's a coach of the east dylan football team we we watch him for a few seasons uh we see see some players you know graduate move on new players come in and i think it's season four some way through the run of the show he his address change and he moves to another school the west dylan school it's across town it's on the other side of the tracks it doesn't it's not funded it's got the it's all the poor kids and now he's trying to coach these kids up and the team that you've been rooting for for four years are now the villains it's so brilliant you told me that a few years ago that they did that and when it's I, so you're like, cool when i think you asked me if i was going to watch the rest and i said i don't know and you said here's what happened and that is so cool. i mean the plot device is even in the pilot for them to set up how cool jason street is best football player in 27 right. years and then paralyze him <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what's so funny on this watch that i hadn't really thought about is they set up so what interesting thing they do is they set up Jason Street as this unbelievable uh, uh, quarterback. The recruiter says best quarterback he's seen in 27 years or whatever, like you said. But they don't set him up as a cool guy. <laughs> like, he's so nerdy. Well, he's, yeah, he's yes, kind ma'am. Of, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So <laughs> he's a good Texas lame? boy. But the funny thing is that they set up this thing that him and uh, Tim Riggins are best friends. Yeah, like, these fucking guys would not be friends. Like Tim Riggins is like, I'm cool. I'm, I'm drunk, and he's like, Hey, Street, we've been best friends, right? And so he's like, Yes, sir. The script says we are. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what? That's such a Tim Riggins is from my town in Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, he's from Kelowna. He's like know the second most famous, maybe the most famous person to ever come from there. Small I didn't know town. Taylor mm-hmm. Kitsch was Canadian. So he auditioned for this this amazing audition where he was a hockey player. As wow. a, and when you think now with the long hair and kind of the attitude, he did an audition for this and did a shotgun to beer in the back of a pickup truck at the end of his audition. And Peter Berg was like, this is Tim Reagan. Wow. And he couldn't do the Southern accent. And I thought in my memory, I was like, eventually he learned. But then watching the pilot, I'm like, oh, he just has a neutral sound. He's the one not doing the accent. I didn't even clue into that, that he was not doing it. Yeah. He's the most famous person from our town. He's also... Uh, behind the biggest box office failure ever, John Carter, followed John by Carter. the second biggest ever in Battleship. So Taylor, they didn't give him a great shot at also, movie stardom. Uh, but... True Detective season two, which was oh, terrible. Yeah. And but he was in another Peterberg movie, uh, Lone Survivor, which I really like. I think he's a good guy. I think, I think he's a good he's actor. Like, I think he just got bad luck with studio. One hundred percent, I agree. He's good in this. This is an anti-studio podcast because we Taylor, you and me both got fucked. If you're listening, give me a call, buddy. <laughs> uh okay so the airport's closed so you can't come home but give me a call <laughs> so you've never seen that that's really surprising to me no oh, yeah i i've never seen this but i've seen the entirety of blue mountain state okay and so as the soon better as, football show exactly <laughs> so as soon as they were like the, it was like the backup quarterback's not even gonna play i was like that's just the plot of blue mountain state <laughs> <laughs> that's right. so funny uh, Watson, do you know the it. tone of blue mountain state no more american pie right yeah oh, it's, okay it's if it's probably like started as a satire of this show realistically but it's it follows this character who's the backup quarterback on his like college team and he's just like being a backup quarterback rocks i don't have to do anything and i get all the perks of being on the football team that's funny and um it used to film here in montreal when i first started acting 2009 i went out for it and i was like i'm gonna be on this show i didn't know how heartbreak worked (laughs) (laughs) i was never on the show well, no, we're close to being on the show. I think something that's interesting, if you haven't seen this before, it was probably a shock, the filming style, the verite style of uh, the whole series where they film things 
a lot of the times the scenes would be done almost as mini plays and the cameras were just trying to catch things. And I heard the cameras were so far Very away far with super away. lenses so that they wouldn't even feel like they're acting. It, it's so fucking cool yeah. how they made this show. It looks great. Even the little moments, the camera's loose and they're finding hand gestures. I got Peter a Berg, dizzy once in a while. But you were also, to be fair, watching on a merry-go-round. Yeah. <laughs> I think they get better at that style. They continue the style all the way through. But when you're doing something for the first time, like in the pilot... You're, it's almost amplified, right? Because you're like really showing this is how we're going to shoot yeah. this. It's really shaky and weird. And sometimes mm-hmm. like, wait, wait what, what? Go back to his face for a second. What he was talking, especially <laughs> when the because it opens with like the uh, the like news crews and stuff there, and like they say like, oh, he's got a news crew following him. And having seen or watching the show for the first time, I was like, man, is this another mockumentary from the two thousands? Right. Like, I, I, that's a beef I have with the pilot is it's a little confusing that it's shot in a verite style and there's a news crew. Mm-hmm. So even my wife said, she's like, oh, is this news crew follow the entire series? And I'm like, no, only for the first few scenes. Like, yes. it's not even in the second half of this pilot. Yeah, true. Like, why you shouldn't, I understand what they're trying to do and say like this Football's a big deal. News crews come to this high it's school. Also, just like a very efficient way to introduce characters. So yes. Like, what's your name? What are you about? Here's a question. Yes. They answer it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, super cut between all of them. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. a pretty good plot device for a pilot, I guess. Yeah. 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 Here's Absolutely. all the answers. And cutting <laughs> between the players. So it's like you cut from Smash saying, like, I don't care about anything. Is it, yeah. Like, Riggins, are you drunk? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, no. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not racist. I just hate that guy. And then, like, then see them at the end, do the handshake or whatever. Yes. It's like, okay, we've got some growth here. Do you know the stuff? Now, I don't want to spread misinformation here like you with the vaccines. Mm. But do uh, <laughs> deadpan. For those of you listening, you're right. There was no laugh there. <laughs> it's just a glare. Uh, apparently, Peter Berg, when he pitched this, flew a whole bunch of uh, studio execs out from LA to the real Dylan. I don't know if it's called Dylan, ah. but to the town this was based off to show how much they cared about football. Interesting. And I guess everyone was texting the whole time and not even looking up and they didn't really care. And they were like making phone calls. And then for some reason, I don't remember what happened, but like, I think their flight got canceled or something. And they ended up watching the game and it was like an amazing comeback and the town went crazy. And then they shook his hand. Like you've got a show. Wow. But it was, came so close from not happening. This again, what I heard from a, from a director. Was that before the movie or the show? Cause it, it, I think the show, I think the movie had come out and then, but the, they were like, why do we need a show version of this is already a movie. I see. It's so wild. The, uh, the whole thing, like when a movie becomes a show and the same director does it, it's so interesting. Did Peter Berg do the movie? Yeah. Oh, then maybe it was the movie. Again, either way, misinformation. It's, 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 it's either way, story. it's um, I, uh, I do. I remember while watching it, because it was a few hours ago. <laughs> I remember while watching it, having to catch myself being like, oh, yeah, you know enough about sports that this already makes sense to you. Because I was like, man, we get it. Texas loves high school football. Stop talking about that. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, not a lot of people know right. how much. Texas loves high school football. The line in this, it's yeah. only football, and they both well, they and both they laugh. laugh. That's yeah. a great part. I love that. That's one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right because my wife uh, was like, "Is this believable?" Like who? And also, it kind of begs the question, which we were talking about last episode with Letterkenny. Who is this for? Is it for fans of this, or is it for, is it for outsiders and it's telling them this, mm-hmm. or is it for both? It's I, so hard I to think watch it's almost for both because yeah. the drama and the acting is so good, but then the, they get the football both. right mostly. There's a lot of really little niche things that I was like, oh, they captured that perfectly. Like one of my favorite moments as someone that writes about sports, which attracts a lot of people wanting to talk to me about sports. <laughs> I love that moment where those like 
two or three guys corner the coach at that event uh, and they're like oh yeah uh, you know you don't need a good quarterback to win and it's like what are these ice cold takes <laughs> that yes. these guys feel forced to give to this guy to prove they also know about sports and it's like it's a really funny scene because it's it's a really another really efficient scene where you're showing this team coming together you're showing how uh this team is how important they are to the town where they're at this uh, dealership opening. Mm-hmm. Everyone's cornering the coach. Everyone's cornering the players. The mayor's talking to Jason Street, saying like, "You gotta go. You gotta listen to Black Sabbath before you go up there." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's and it's, it's a super cut, and you're showing like, "Hey, this is the lives of high school kids who are celebrity level people because of their association." With the and football. hammering it home that if, if the premise to me is like a town that's so obsessed with football, and they're like showing that no matter what. These people are just everyone's got a, a cold hot take on it. And and that the and kind of establishing this this idea that I don't think they really nail, which is the coach has been uh, uh, the foot, the quarterback coach this whole time or, or uh, assistant coach. And this is his shot at the big show. And uh, is he ready for it? They touch on that with the scene we like. We just said we liked with the old coach when they're talking. Mm. And he's like, "This is your shot now. You're running the show, and I hope you can do it." But it's yeah. kind of just. Uh, oh, that guy was the old coach. Yeah, the only football guy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, cool. Yeah, because yeah. it took me. I. Yeah, because I remember the like star quarterback mentioning like he was this coach in I think he said in junior varsity and stuff. So I was like, oh, so that was like a year ago, <laughs> <Yeah>. two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I was like. I yes. love Kyle Chandler. The act- I mean, the acting yeah. on this show—that's what's so scary about it too. For a major Connie network, Britton too. yeah, Connie, Br- yeah, Connie Britton. That's what I was going to say next. Like everyone is so good, and the fact they got that many phenomenal actors. And this is earlier too. Like now that you wouldn't bat an eye at that, but yeah, Kyle Chandler is so good as Coach Taylor. Like, and he wins an Emmy for it in the last season. He, and he's the main character because the the students, the players, they graduate, they move on, and you get new players. But the 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 thing that is the constant is is the Taylors, right? Yeah, um, and they kind of become the leads. Yeah, and, I was uh, thinking about this as I'm like, how many of these actors have worked since? Then I was like, oh, Connie Britton had a show after. Lots of shows. Kyle and she's Chandler. in the White Lotus right now, and and that oh, she is too. And that show fucking slays. Everyone's recommending. And her I right think now. of her. It was wild to me. Me and my wife both said, and I keep bringing her up. But I I think of Connie Britton, the way she looks now in White Lotus and uh, Nashville, and I, when this came on, I was like shocked at how young she was when this came out i'm like when did this show come when out? i used to watch the show i was younger than the cast so like uh, jason street all of them looked like adults to me because <laughs> i was probably 19 18 17 right. and now watching it now i'm like look how young they look <laughs> uh yeah so coach taylor it's got the famous clear eyes full hearts can't lose um, landry the actor who plays landry has worked in everything I just watched yeah, jungle cruise the other night uh he's the bad guy in that he's um, in breaking bad what's his name the, the actor's him. name? Yeah, he's great. I don't know. I, uh, but Jason, he, he works a lot. Yeah, his name is... I love him. I love him. He's married to... Uh, I'm terrible Jason with names, Dust. but um, what's his name? The lead. Um, the guy who plays Coach Taylor. Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler... Jesse Plemons. ...has one of my favorite just scenes in all of film, which is at the end of Wolf of Wall Street. Just that moment of like him sitting in the subway having like put this guy in prison and just like the look of doubt on his face where he's just like, yeah, I locked up this guy, but like, man, if I had cooperated with him, like how yeah, crazy he's my taking the subway been. home. It's like, yeah. I won, but I, I was on a yacht getting yeah. money thrown at me. I forgot like, he was in that. Yeah. Game. Like that's good in it. The, like, like it's so well acted. It's just like being like, I won, but also 
what I kind of lost. <laughs> you know what's so good about Kyle Chandler? And I guess you could say this about a lot of like phenomenal actors. It's so interesting watching them think. And that's exactly that. Yeah. Is, is you're, you're, you're seeing it on his, it's so subtle in his eyes. I noticed that exact same look that he gives at the end of that scene at one point in the pilot. I think like when, um, when he, uh, when the star player is like getting carted off, he just same like, situation. Yeah, yeah. Has this look of contemplation on his face of like, we just won the game, but at what cost? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, when like, they, when they're all cheering and then he reali- you see him in real time realize the like, weight of it. Yeah. Yeah, it and was the exact same look. Something I like about Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler and this, the Taylors, is at the beginning, in an early scene, uh, uh, Mrs. Taylor is like, uh, we need to, oh, did you forget to do something? You forgot to tell me something. And I, you know, like, is what kind of relationship are they going to have? Is this like, a, oh, he, uh, he's got a big deal at the school. He's got to coach this team. And then at home, he's got a nagging wife. It's not that way at the all. Like, they're a great team. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's great. Like, if you, she's you're building the a good football team and then they are a good team at home and that's not something we have to worry about. Or And even like, I like that the daughter is kind of anti-football. I mean, the whole show is so well done. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They do a good job also just setting up how good a coach he is. Because like... The reason the team was losing was the players not executing because he was like, oh, it's they run a lot of fakes. They run a lot of fake all week. He's like yeah. watching film. He's like fakes, fakes, fakes. And then they keep getting beat on the fakes. It's like, well, he knew that. going <laughs> in. Like, he told his players, he said, watch out for this. And it was like, no, they set up. It's like, oh, yeah, no, he's a he's a great coach. So I, I got a question for you guys that this stuck out to me. Matt Saracen, the backup. Mm hmm. Obviously, it's a pilot, so you got to take some liberties, and, and obviously, drama, so you got to take some liberties. What did you guys think of how? Maybe you know more about this. I don't really know about sports at this level, um, but how, how do you think of how disconnected he was from the team as the backup quarterback? That felt dumb. To that me. seemed I... like such a leap that he's like being driven by his friend at school, and they're like, "You never, you don't even, you're not even part of the team. No one even knows who you are." Or... But also, he's coach... also two years younger. He's supposed to be a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Street's a senior, so he's like seventeen versus fourteen. But it's not like he's a backup cornerback; like he's the backup quarterback. Yeah, and like he during the game, Coach Taylor had to explain to him what read a defense means. Yeah, not how to do it, what it means. <laughs> My girlfriend walked in on that part. <laughs> yeah, and she hears Coach Taylor be like, "Throw the ball to our guys," and then she burst out laughing. She's like, "That's the speech," and I was like, "Hey, he's in shock. He's out of context." <laughs> But um, yeah, I was like, oftentimes, like the backup quarterbacks are still very good. And also they like in high school, especially they play other positions. Like often the backup quarterback is a wide receiver or is a corner yes, or right, stuff, right. Um, which is why you hear like so many NFL players like this guy's a tight end, but he played quarterback in high school. Right. Yes. Um, you know what, Philippe, I'd like to pick your brain on this. It's something I've thought a lot about with football. Uh, if you're a, if you're a receiver. But you're in high school and you could have been great, but your quarterback sucks. Like, let's say you go to a school that all the quarterbacks suck. You'd never even know you could be a good receiver. Do you think we miss out on a lot of potential? The thing about high school football is that rushing is such a big deal because of that, because mm-hmm. quarterbacks are bad in general. So, so, and Antonio Brown might have played a, a, a running back in that in those days. Or, or you, I think the scouting is just kind of, it's almost uh, routes. Yeah, so they know about Hit him it. with it instantly and he'll run 80 yards. Yeah, because yeah. you know... Uh, you get him on a slant route. So you don't think we're gone. missing out on that many... Oh, we for sure have. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's, Yeah, for sure there's been... I mean, it's it's just the case of like live scouting where it's like, oh, this guy, sh- the scout shows up for a game and you, if you have the flu that day or if your quarterback misses you, I mean, that's a... It's a... What other shows? There's an... Like, oh, it's in... Um, Blue Mountain State. There's like an <laughs> iconic scene where there's just like 
throw the ball to me as scouts here. Like I want to like, mm. I want to have this big moment and impress them. And it's like this big, this whole big thing of like, okay, yeah, I need to help my friends get drafted to the NFL by like doing this. <laughs> and do they fuck it up? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, do they fuck it up? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing because I, I know that's a, the case is that's why running like, I've heard in, in podcasts and different things before that uh, high school stats are skewed because running backs will have such high stats coming out of mm-hmm. high school compared to college ball or then football, right? Uh, NFL football, because it's like, also, yeah, you give the ball and you run and you can score a bunch of touchdowns. Also, the defenses are so much worse. Right. It's just like the whole thing of like often just your defenders are just people that can't catch the ball. My high school, like our O-line, our defense were the same guys. Yeah, like they just played like the full game, right? And um, yeah, that's why oftentimes you see these guys that dominate even college, and then like they make it to the NFL. It's like no, the the bullshit you were doing, where you're just like really fast and running around, doesn't work in the NFL because these guys are bigger, faster, stronger, and smarter. Yeah, um, well, bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, <laughs> hot take. Rockland doesn't think Tom Brady's very smart. <laughs> Didn't like the TB12 diet. Uh, something I was waiting for uh, this that never came because I just remembered from watching this is I think it must be the next episode is all based around Matt Saracen and whether he or not, he had his eyes closed during the hail Mary. At the oh, the cause they say the announcer is like, he's got a hell of an arm. And I was like, Oh, it's cool. They made Saracen good yeah. at football. Yeah. So the, I, I thought it was part of this episode. I kept waiting for it. Cause I remember this scene between coach Taylor and Saracen when he like picks him up and goes for a drive. And at the end of it, it's like, did you have your eyes open? So whether it was luck or whether, yeah, he's whether it was got luck something. or whether he's got something. So I was kept waiting for that. And then when the episode ended, I was like, I'm curious, oh, Desi, do you remember? Yeah, he says there. He says something like "wide open" or some scene, and the music swells. Right. And Coach Taylor's but like, also, it was like a rainbow hail mary. That's not a pinpoint throw. It was. A hail mary. <laughs> You're just trying to chuck it as far as you can downfield. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's an amazing play. He designed it. Yeah. <laughs> he's not threading it between two linebackers. He is heaving the I ball. I couldn't remember if he ran. It makes more sense he threw. But when I was like, "Oh, does he become the hero?" But you're right. It's just a hail mary. Yeah. Look, we've all we've all won football games like that. <laughs> uh, something that stood out to me too is just in the, like an interesting thing is so Jason Street uh gets paralyzed on the field and it's all silent and everyone's standing there in shock but it's like you know what sport this is right like there's 50 ACL tears this season in this yes. game someone gets injured every game mm-hmm. and they're just like oh no how could this be uh and my wife was like when they all took a knee when they're waiting when the people come down she says does that really happen and I was like, yes. And then I thought about it. Like, it's weird that there are rituals involved because injuries happen so much. For when the 16-year-old so gets paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. And then also in the NFL, it happens every game. Like somebody's every, career end, or season NFL. ends every, every game. Yeah, someone's yeah. season. It's like that's part of the game is managing that and, and knowing like, okay, but by the time the playoffs are here, we are running on fumes. Can you imagine how much – we can't – how much it hurts Monday morning to wake up as an NFL player? That's what's so crazy about the wanting them wanting to play like these Monday night games and then Thursday night games. And sometimes you play on a Thursday and then you're on the Monday. It's like, this is fucking crazy. Have you guys ever watched that show on Amazon Prime, uh, All or Nothing? No. It's it, it, John Hamm narrates it. Actually. Pardon? Next season is about the Leafs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they started with just, I think, soccer and then football. But mm-hmm. it's amazing because it gives you insight into the whole week. Mm. And it, it's really neat. I recommend it to see. Even if you don't like sports, just to see... 
what happens in between game days that you have no idea. But it's, yeah, exactly. It kind of deals with what everything they're doing in that week. So that was filmed last season with the Leafs? Yeah. That's a good season, relatively, up until the end. Up until the end. <laughs> a lot of hope. I was almost... It's interesting Pitch. because I was a, been a Habs fan. I started being a Habs fan when... Um, uh, they drafted Carey Price. I've liked Carey Price when he was in juniors. So like 2005. Yeah. Uh, so I like him a lot. So become a Habs fan. I didn't really have a team before that. Moved to Toronto. Love the Raptors. Love the when the city's happy. When Jays went on the big run. I loved like that. You know when you're talking about the bat. It's flip. community. It's like church. It's Whatever community. it is, it's everyone watching something in real time. I remember the bat flip game. Like walking home and. Every car is honking. It's like mm-hmm. so fun. So then, but I'm a Habs fan. So I'm like, kind of like on the sly, you know, rooting for the Leafs just because it's the community of it. <laughs> but it's very difficult to uh, to rectify. But I always feel bad when they uh, eliminate the Leafs because yeah, you know how much it hurts I'm the like, city. I like this city so much. I like yeah, and the rest of the country because I'm from the West hates the Leafs. Oh. Because they hate Toronto anyway because yeah. they're like, well, why is one third of the news about Toronto? And I'm like, because one, one third, third of the, of the people live in Toronto yeah. <laughs> in the whole country. It's so wild how often I've had to defend that of people being like, network only talks about the Leafs. It's like, that's who's watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's math on population. Yeah, like, what are you? The Half the teams in the league make profit because of the Leafs because NHL revenue sharing. (laughs) Funny. Like, there wouldn't be teams in the South if it weren't for Toronto, Montreal, and New York. (laughs) Do you know the term center of the universe? Have you heard that before? Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that, 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 yeah. Rockland and I have talked about that because, because we're, we're from where they say it. Exactly. Well, we, it's not like it. we're anti where we're from. I love where I'm from, but it's also just understanding. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, always like, oh, how's the center of the universe? And I'm yeah. like, what? We don't, we don't even think about that. It's, uh, it's really funny too, because like in other sports, it's like the equivalent is like the Lakers and the Yankees who win. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, Leafs, the thing that doesn't yeah. make sense. It's like the Leafs are so hated everywhere, but it's like, they they're this team that doesn't win yes. like how they're how... totally the yankees of of the nhl oh right? absolutely they the got by sto- without the winning yeah. yeah but they got the money exactly because all of our phones. and goes. not only do the leafs lose but they lose in spectacular ways <laughs> like out of television shows yes. <laughs> i was once watching the game i'm sure you remember but the boston bruins game a few years ago when they i think had a and was it 3-1 lead and then the two 2013 game seven finals yeah that the would be 4-1 lead yeah i was i was at the acc in the big crowd and i'm watching on tv and i'm like ah oh, this is safe this will be fun i walked home to my house here probably 15 minutes and i walked by a sports bar and by then i think they were losing yeah. wow yeah that was like your moment same thing yeah, yeah similar where you're like wow colossal loss i got a couple more notes hit us with them uh here's just some notes i'm gonna go through some inter- uh, interesting thing with all the conversation about cte and i know there's a big conversation about how high school football is losing uh um, registrations not as mm-hmm. many people are signing up now because we're we know more about the long-term effects of getting concussions but it's funny in this one tim riggins shows up drunk for practice and his punishment is just standing in a circle getting <laughs> smoked by everyone on the by team. other 17 year olds who didn't <laughs> do anything wrong last night yeah. hitting their heads again yeah just so I like that. Would I, you let your kid play football? Fuck no. Professionally? For millions of dollars? <laughs> uh, this is the things I'll let him do. Be a punter. Punters don't have to do anything. Yeah, 20 year career. Yeah. Get, get his million, leg. Get one, two million dollars a year. That's, <laughs> now, that's a good idea. 
Is that, uh, I thought it was my phone. Listeners, he, I don't know. We didn't know because he wasn't wearing the headphones. So oh. Notification came through. That's why we both just looked at each other. Uh, uh, I love the names in this. Jason Street, Buddy Garrity, Tim Riggins. Those are good names. Dude, today, my own, my last note on this is whatever happened to names like Buddy, Skip, Buck, <laughs> Dick. We talked about that a little bit in the Beverly uh, Hillbillies episode. Yeah, like I guess nicknames we used to or be I'm cool. obsessed with these old names. Yeah. You know what? Your new nickname's Buck. <laughs> You're Bud, and I'm Skip. Uh, uh, we just need a lefty, and then we got, <laughs> we got the whole set. Uh, I didn't uh, bring this up when I was talking about the weird friendship between Jason Street and Tim Riggins, but I think you'll get a kick out of this. With those friends, I compared them to the before and after of Rust Cole from True Detective. That's Jason funny. Street's like him earlier, and then Tim Riggins is him when he's carving the uh bartending for 20 years yeah i did find that scene hilarious so roots being like just give me one percent of your paycheck <laughs> why would he ever yeah i was doing the math on it i'm like he says five million times 10 yeah years. 50, million. 50 grand a year uh little dizzying i said um oh this is an interesting thing to just i'm an idiot it's the starts with the title card monday and then after so a few scenes it's title card tuesday and i was like i wonder how many days there's going to be I'm glad one, you figured that one out on, <laughs> on my own. Uh, yeah, and that's basically it. Did you guys have any other notes before we give final thoughts? I thought it was nice. Like it was kind of nice just to watch it again. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't take much notes. I just watched it. And we haven't done that many dramas on this show. No, but Is this yeah, the first one. It might be. Was Wipeout a drama? <laughs> Uh, okay, let's, and then we're not, let's give final thoughts, maybe. Okay. And then we play your game. Yeah. You want to start? Yeah. I mean, I, normally you ask if we cancel or if we're going to watch episode two. Yeah. So we're going to say, we'll give your final thoughts and whether you were going to watch episode two. All right. I love how they did this. I thought uh, lightning in a bottle for finding all those actors, the way they shot it. I think Peter Berg killed it. Uh, and I would, you know, I might go back and watch it again. And I want to now finish this series, especially with what you told me. This is a, Maybe the first one that I said, yeah, I'm going to watch not only it, but maybe the whole thing. Wow. Huge. Philippe, what do you think? Yeah, as a first-time watcher, I I liked it. Like I said, it started off, for me, at least a bit slow. Because, again, I was like, yes, I understand Texas loves football. Let's move <laughs> on. Also, I, I thought it was a half-hour show. Did not realize it was an hour show until I hit that play button. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'm definitely interested in watching and I know, uh, yeah, it's a little cliche, and, and maybe some of it's nostalgia too for even being liking it twelve mm-hmm. years ago. But no, I think as far, I mean, it's no, it's no Blue Mountain State. Obviously. <laughs> it's in the most literal way possible. The <laughs> <laughs> like, Departed is no American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the uh, episode two, you'd give yeah, it no, a- I'm definitely interested in checking it out. I just, yeah, I really love the. I mean, I, sports just lends itself to storytelling so yeah. so well. Um, and yeah, definitely interested on continuing on with it before i go I, you just reminded me of something that i want what did you think of the way that the football was shot they did that thing that a lot of sports movies and television shows do where they're like we'll just show it real up close so everything looks You're like right. it's hard hitting and fast um so yeah in terms of that direction i know like my favorite sports movie is miracle and i know miracles crazy for that of like just guys getting crunched against the boards all the <laughs> time um but yeah no i thought uh, yeah, was... you know what the, the benefit that sports movies have that other action shot does not have is usually there's a commentator, like mm-hmm. so right. you know like a war movie or an action movie where it's like a lot of fights and they do that up close thing or whatever they do. They don't have the benefit of literally a narrator, yes. who's saying like 
that right there is Jason Street, and he just threw like, oh man, oh no, Tim Riggins just put someone explaining over. if you don't yeah. know anything what's going so on. So that's yeah. a big help, and even just like explaining stuff that the audience should be able to pick up on, but just yeah. stuff like, oh, the opposing team is getting a lot of confidence that they're still in the game. They're going to beat them. And it's like, yeah. I like that. Uh, I felt like they must have had real fo- a real football team playing because some of the plays, mainly I'm thinking of the play, uh, the quarterback sneak. The final uh, play the other team does, a jump through and they right, shoot it right, right through. Right. I'm like, that had to be guys who knew how to do that or even had to fall. Yeah. Like it didn't look like stuntmen just trying to play football. Mm. It looked like, I bet you they, they, they watched a real high school football team and filmed the game and got them to do some plays i was that's one thing i was going to ask actually i don't know if either of you had the answer but did they cast actors and taught them how to play football or did they cast football players who could act because i know with miracle they cast hockey players i I, it's got to be actors because i i think that the actual filming of football takes a back step on a lot of these like i think they was I don't. It's not like every episode has a football game. And judging by the fact that a lot of these people went on to have great careers, <laughs> not that the uh, uh, hockey guys can't act. But, uh, I don't think any of them. That's where Leo DiCaprio much. came from. Right? Yeah, actually, yeah. A miracle person. Like, he yeah. played Mike Ruzioni. Yeah. <laughs> so my final thoughts, very similar to yours. I thought it was great. I was enthralled. I did not uh, take many notes. I just liked watching it. I love the Taylors. I love Coach Taylor. I have watched the entire series before, but I would watch episode two. There's some specific um, episodes that I thought of that I, or moments that I thought was coming here. Can I say one thing? This is a spoiler. It's not a spoiler, but it doesn't matter because there's no spoilers in this show, really. It's like a soap, right? Yeah. But I got to say it because this show has a line of dialogue that has stuck with me ever since I've seen it. It, it is one of the most earwig things in my life of all shows that I just... It's not because it's good or bad. It just is because it exists and I can't get it out of my head. And it is, uh, Matt, so if you don't want to hear this, probably skip forward for 30 seconds. Matt Saracen's father is in the Iraq war or the Afghanistan war. And they have a very tumultuous relationship. And in some season, he steps on an IUD and dies. And Matt Saracen's really mad because he always wanted to tell him off. And he gets drunk and he goes to the funeral home. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm here to tell off my dad. And the funeral home guy's like, well, don't, you shouldn't open that coffin. It's not, you're not gonna, you know, he's fucked up. It was an explosion. And he's like, no, I have to tell him to his face that like he was a shitty dad. And he opens up the coffin and like throws up or whatever and leaves and he's all drunk. And uh, Taylor, Coach Taylor picks him up and he has this line. The actor says where he's like, all I wanted to do was tell him to his face. He was a shitty father. And he doesn't even have a face. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like what that line has haunted me for years because I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought you were going to tell it? some amazing moment. Yeah, you know, were like, no, it was like actor. I was like, "What?" But also, I don't think that's how burial works. <laughs> I don't think they scoop up the giblets of the guy and know, like just fly it to small town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drop it in a coffin. It was so weird. and let a drunk guy in there. <laughs> and come back tomorrow, man. You're fucked up. Uh, let's take a quick break. And we're back in the game segment of the show. Very excited about it. This is the most involved game so far. You're both going to need your phones. Uh, so, Philippe, you're mm-hmm. a big sports fan. We've established that. But yes. something that may be more recent in your life is you're a big tabletop games fan. That's true. We've played Dungeons & Dragons together many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ian... I would describe you as not a tabletop games fan, an RPG fan. 
Just Look, earlier. I'm more of a watching football. <laughs> no, I'm not even. Yeah. I don't think you've ever played it. No, I never played it. Oh, I don't want to learn. Play. You know my hot take. This is where we disagree. I don't want to learn any more rules to any more board games. Or I'm yeah. happy with the ones I know. Yeah, that's the thing we, with tabletop though. You it. make up most of the rules as you go, <laughs> and that lends us to the game today because, uh, as we said, football is a turn-based tactics game. So I have devised the rules of a uh, of a tabletop. RPG pen and paper RPG football. We're gonna try it right now for an audio show. For an that's I listen to Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Okay. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I stand corrected. Uh, Anyone who laughed at that, <laughs> you were wrong with me. You. I mean, it's an audio format of game. So here we go. I've made characters for both of you. And I made a character for myself, so I'm okay. going to... You know uh, what kind of character I like to play, so I hope it's... <laughs> we're, we're to open up Messenger on the... Phone? Yeah, open up Messenger group here. I'm just going to... Uh... This episode is sponsored by Facebook Messenger. <laughs> okay, so here we go. First, I will be showing you Philippe's character. Uh, so Philippe's character is Brady Von Breeze, a human quarterback. He's got a strength of four, a speed of three, a catch of three. He's got a throw rating of six. And a resilience of three. His special abilities are dead eye. If you don't move more than five yards, that's supposed to say, after receiving the snap or before throwing, that's supposed to say, add one to your throw rating. His other one is slant route sniper. Add two to your throw rating between the numbers if you're throwing. Uh, here's a character I'll be playing. Uh, Mandy Ross. This is a human receiver. Strength of four, speed of five, catch of five, throw of two, and resilience of three. His uh, special abilities are Rack Daddy. After a successful catch, move uh, five yards for free. And Streaker, if you use both activations to move toward the opponent's end zone, move an additional five yards before the end of your turn. And here's Ian's character. This is a Thandor Fishkill, a dwarf barbarian. He's got a strength of seven, a speed of three, a catch of three, throw of four, and a resilience of three. He's got a cleave. Swing your broad axe in a wide arc, injuring everyone in front of you. And uh, Dwarf Heritage, you innately know when precious metals are near. That'll come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea here is uh, you got two actions on your turn. Uh, Philippe, you're going to receive the snap. It's a three-on-three -three football game, so I'll play the other three characters uh, who I've got here. I thought we... you were Mandy Ross. Well, I'll help by being Mandy Ross. You're on Ross our team on our and team. the other team? Yeah, I'll show you who the other characters are. You're like are. Deep Throat in the Watergate scandal. <laughs> That's what happens on Tabletop. So we've got a defensive end, Max Khalil. Uh, we've got a human lineman, uh, Darren Arnold, and we've got a uh, human quarterback, Dickie Sherm. So, uh, I love these names. I'm the only non-human in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone else is called human. The yeah, only one all, with a weapon. Yeah, there's a cornerback, there's a lineman, there's a defensive end. You're a dwarf barbarian, so you have a, you have a broad axe, and uh, you're going to help out in different ways. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to set this scene. Uh, you're on the field. It's a muddy field. Uh, you... The lines are crudely drawn out here. This is a this is a very amateur football game. It's set up maybe in uh, uh, outside of town. It's far from any other civilization. People come out here just to play three on three football. You've got the other team, the defensive, the defense lined up against you. Uh, you know that uh, that their star, who is Max Khalil, the defensive end, he's going to try and get at the quarterback by any means necessary. This guy's known as a rusher. He's fast. He's strong. Uh, he's going to be a big problem. Uh, uh, Mandy Ross, the receiver, he's lined up on the on the left side of Brady Von Breeze, the star quarterback, and uh, he, he's known as 
a streaker. He can he can run the route. Uh, on your turn, you can do two things. You can do something like throw. You can move up to your speed, and uh, and the snap starts in your hands. So, uh, Philippe, why don't you why don't you narrate what you would like to do next? Okay. Um, are you running on my turn, or do I? Uh, is Mandy Ross running? So you can drop back mm-hmm. and uh, and give me a signal to start a to start a. Yeah. Okay. Are so, they rushing right away? They, are they they're counting? not going to rush right away because uh, it's not happening in real time. It'll happen turn based. So, so. Uh, so this Philippe is like what we're hearing in Philippe's head. Yeah. All right. So I want to drop back five feet. Okay. To keep that dead eye bonus. <laughs> and then I notice Mandy Ross. Okay. Has a higher speed than everyone on the defense. He's fast. So I want to signal Mandy Ross to just streak downfield. Okay. So you see, so Brady Rubbery steps back. Smart man gets right in that pocket. He's hoping to rein just far enough away from Max Khalil to not get just rocked. And hopefully, team members like. Uh, the fish kill will be able to help him. And he signals Mandy Ross. Mandy Ross is going to use both his activations to run as fast as he can. So he's going to use his first activation and run past. But unfortunately, he runs past our friend. Oh no, does he get an attack of opportunity? Darren Arnold, who gives an attack of opportunity. <laughs> exactly what Philippe just said. <laughs> he's going to push him, and we're going to we're going to roll some dice to see if he breaks Rolling them off dice. his course. Uh, Normally the games on the show are like, would you cancel the show or not? <laughs> the audience is like driving, trying to do the math. They're like, were there trading cards that came with this? He rolls a five, and with his speed and with his strength of five, that equals it, which means he rocks Mandy Ross, sending him off course. Mandy Ross is going to use his resilience and roll the dice. He rolls an eight, so he's able to remain on course, and he runs another ten yards. Ian, it's your turn. Well, has that all happened yet? Or yeah, that that's just... all happened. Because I was just going to smash with my cleaver, smash okay. that whole line. <laughs> there's nobody to chase him. Okay, Ian rolls the dice. You roll an eight. And what is your strength? A seven. You... Jesus. <laughs> Fandor Fiskill brings out his axe, and with a mighty grunt, he cleaves the entire uh, defensive line. With Are they paralyzed broad-ass. now, like Jason Street? All three of them. Paralyzed? Hit the ground, paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I'm rooting for triple paralyzed. <laughs> they hit the ground. Uh, it's a critical hit. They've fallen to the ground. You can say one cool thing since you did it. You're gonna want to get that check. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, Vady Ravis, you're probably gonna want to throw. Yeah. Um... First, I want to take a free action to taunt everyone on the defense. They're incredibly injured. (laughs) They look up at you and say, why? Why is there a dwarf barbarian on your team? And then I go, it's only football. (laughs) You're going to throw? Yeah, I'm going to just absolutely yeet the ball down the field. What is your throw rating? It is a six, but I've got Deadeye, which gives it a plus one since I only dropped back five feet. You rolled a perfect ten. The ball, much like Matt Saracen... He flies through the air in a perfect eyes open <laughs> hail mary right straight to Mandy Ross. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Mandy Ross catches the ball and makes it to the end zone. Seven nothing for what's our team name? The dwarves. The dwarves yeah, for all the humans, <laughs> and, they, and Look, they win. Thandor Fishkill's dad owns the team. <laughs> He's the buddy Garrity. 
And that's our game. We won? Uh, we won. Wait, I want to signal two points to run up the score. <laughs> if I got any things, I want to do a taunt, too. <laughs> so that's our game. Ian, what'd you think of that? Here's what I thought. The name Mandy Ross is kind of sexy. <laughs> I thought that was like a... I, I see a photo here and it looks like a gentleman, but I, I thought you were doing like a Jamie Foxx situation where he changed his name to that because it sounded sexy. Sound like a sexy uh, person. Yeah, Mandy Ross is pretty good. I mean, it's so just I'm going to want that print. Text me that. I'm going to need a copy of that card. Mandy Ross sounds like the hottest Sports Illustrated cover model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Philippe, very, thanks very much for coming. Do you have oh, anything you, you want to um, uh, uh, promote? I know live comedy's back. Live comedy is coming back. Um, when's this episode coming out? Uh, to, uh, not next week, the week after. Okay. The uh, end of August, pretty much. End of August? 25th. Cool. Um, this might be the first time it's announced, so it could be a preview thing, because this is official news, um, but we're, we're waiting to announce it, but... Listeners, you might hear it first. But those in Toronto, uh, my long-running alternative comedy show, The Disaster, will be coming back. Wow. wow. And it'll be coming back uh, Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Where at? At, um, forget the name of the bar right now, wow, but it's at, okay. we'll look it up. it's at College and Bathurst. Wow, that's exciting. Congratulations. Welcome back. Why, why were you guys closed down for the last couple of years? <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, brother. I just didn't feel like running <laughs> yeah. anymore. That's very exciting. Yeah. I, I'm glad that there's some juicy gossip yeah. getting College revealed on our Grace, show. College and Grace, not Bathurst. College and Grace, that's exciting. Well, you can let us know and we'll edit that. The name Call, of the bar. Was right it there. at Cafe Diplomatico? No. <laughs> that's so exciting that's great and what's your twitter your twitter is exciting to follow my twitter is at philippe dimas f-i-l-i-p-e-d-i-m-a-s and yeah a lot of hot sports takes totally you can follow marble league yeah follow oh if you want marble league takes buckle in and uh <laughs> if you like sports uh the leafs nation we're doing our prospect rankings for the toronto maple leafs coming out soon awesome and, uh, yeah. awesome thanks very much for coming uh yeah like and subscribe tell your friends about pilot fighters tell your friends if you want to see a show if there's a show you're waiting for us to do you can email us at pilotfighterspodcast at gmail.com if you want to be on the show email us we won't answer (laughs) we have great guests already if you uh have problems with some of the mistakes we made i don't know yeah we do we do a lot of misinformation if you have if you have angry emails happy to see send anything send anything we i just want some uh, hits into pilot fighters podcast at gmail.com if you don't like philippe's writing write to the editors that he works for (laughs) no tag me on twitter (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. reply to a marble comment (laughs) (laughs) if you liked the tabletop football game that we played at the end of this Write to me, encouraging me to work on it more because I just did it today and I'm like, this is kind of fun. And if you really liked it, uh, help Rockton get a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not the show I signed up for. Uh, thanks everyone, goodbye. Music by Hoax. Follow us at Pilot Fighters on social media. Send your pilot suggestion to pilotfighterspodcast at gmail.com. Don't get cancelled. Did I get it wrong? Demos? Don't pronounce it with an accent. I, I got scared how to say it. Okay, wait, 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 start over. You say it. I'm scared. Now. Okay. Hey, fighters, today wait, I'm... Wait, the... wait, 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 say it again. No, I'm... <laughs> Felipe Dima. No, 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 no. <laughs> no.